You're listening to the Steve Fund Speak On It podcast. The Steve Fund is one of the leading nonprofit organizations in the United States that promotes the emotional well-being and mental health of students of color. The goal of this podcast is to create a space for students and professionals alike to come together to discuss a plethora of topics relating to mental health and the challenges that Black, Indigenous, and people of color may face during their academic and professional careers. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by our hosts and guest panelists on the show are their own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the Steve Fund. It is important to note that the information shared on this podcast cannot and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with a health or mental health care professional. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out to a health or mental health provider or the Steve Fund Crisis text line, which you can access by texting Steve to 741741. Thank you and enjoy. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about therapy. But first, Rosebud Thorn. Rosebud and Thorn. A rose is something beautiful. A thorn is a pain and a bud is something you're looking forward to. A thorn this week was probably studying for my CS midterm. Not that I didn't like studying, but I feel like I was a lot less social during the times that I was studying and I kind of missed out on a bunch of like social activities but a bud this week is that I got invited to a party with a couple of my friends so that would be like the first social thing I'll have in the past like couple weeks which is kind of exciting and then a rose this week was that I finished my CS midterm and I think it went pretty well and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> what about you, Danny? My thorn for the week is I ate papaya with my breakfast this morning. And I think papaya is just a very stinky fruit. Honestly, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. I looked it up and it has this enzyme called like papain or something. And so to like some people, it smells really bad. And to other people, they don't notice it. So it really just depends on the person. But I'm one of the people who literally just cannot get past the smell. (laughs) And I was trying to eat it because it's really healthy. And I was hanging out with my old babysitter last week, Nana. And like she, we went, we were walking around in the park and we came across this fruit market and she was like, this is super healthy. Like, this is how you prepare it. This is how you eat it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. Like, I'm going to be on my healthy grind. And then I was trying to eat it today and I could just like barely get it down. So I'd say that's the thorn, (laughs) but the rose, the rose was, I would say, getting to spend the day with her for sure, because I moved to Brooklyn a few months ago, and she also lives in Brooklyn, so it was great to catch up, um, because she babysat me a lot during my earlier years, so it was good to reconnect with her, because we were always very close, and then a bud would be um, making a new friend at work, and uh, making plans to play music together. What has therapy looked like for you? Hmm. Well, therapy in my life has always been something I've viewed positively because I knew that it was helpful for people. I never really saw it as a negative thing. Like the first time I went to therapy when I was in middle school, I just kind of, I kind of had the sense that it was time to go. So I was like, okay, let's go. (laughs) And then I just think, um, your relationship with a therapist, you do end up getting pretty close, I think, in a kind of a different way, because really you're the one sharing and they're the one kind of helping um, and offering advice and counseling and doing all those different things. Um, 
but I think talk therapy is really important, um, especially if you're struggling with mental health, because I was recently researching like different medications and almost all of them say that they're more effective when paired with talk therapy and having a therapist that you can talk to about things. So I think it definitely helps to process things going on in your life and it can help move things along. For me, it's kind of the opposite. I just didn't think it was necessary for my life. Like it fits for other people, but I just didn't see therapy as something that I needed in my life, even though I very much needed it. It takes time to like find the right therapist. Like it can, because like sometimes you can be in therapy for years and then be like, I don't know if this was that helpful. Like it really just depends on the therapist and you, like the match. In high school, I kind of got sent around from counselor to counselor because none of them were able to like, I didn't find any of them helpful. They never had anything like helpful to kind of say or like help me in general, I guess. And then I visited the school psychologist and she kind of, she never really gave me like a formal type of therapy kind of session. It was sort of just there to just sit and listen to what I had to say. Cause I don't know, I'm not sure why that was the case, but she told me that she never gave me a formal diagnosis or anything. So I don't know. I liked her, but after like a whole year of visiting the psychologist and like multiple counselors, I never thought that I was like, therapy doesn't seem helpful at all. All they do is just sit and they just listen to you and they don't say anything. And they just ask the same questions and you don't know the answers or like you keep repeating Mm -hmm. things over and over and nothing Mm -hmm. ever changes. I totally get what you're saying about the, how it feels like it can get repetitive. I felt that like every week I'm just back and complaining about the same thing and nothing's changing and they keep telling me what to do and I keep not doing it. <laughs> at least that's kind of how it's felt at times because you're not changing your environment. You're not changing a lot of things just by signing up for therapy. Like sometimes you're signing up for therapy, but you're still in that toxic environment. So how much is really going to change? Sometimes we need like bigger changes in our lives, I think. But I think a therapist can help you navigate those changes. Like as you make decisions for yourself to get yourself to a better place, they can like be a good sounding board. Not that big change is necessary for everyone, but I think it can be a positive thing. Like that thing that you've been procrastinating on or that thing that you've been holding back with and not doing or waiting to do it. Like I think it makes sense to take action towards those things. And a good therapist I think is encouraging and encourages you to to go for what you really want and work towards your goals. Because some therapists will just sit there and listen and be like, it's a, it's gonna be okay. And just be like, whatever. And then other therapists are like, they they sense what you're passionate about. They latch onto what you really care about. And they're like, okay, I, I'm understanding you. I relate to you. And like, here's some advice from my life. Like, I think that's where it, it's like kind of useful to have someone that you just have a lot of things in common with. So if you do have the opportunity to research your therapist and really choose, I think that's a good option. I had like my consultation to like find a therapist and she was asking me like what I'm looking for in a therapist. And I think I learned that there are different types of roles that a therapist can play. I think for me, it's like depending on someone's reactions to like the stories I tell, like it definitely has an impact on like how I feel. It kind of makes me feel more seen and more heard, you know? Because like Mm -hmm. if you tell something really deep and then it's like if you're telling a joke to someone and they just say, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Whereas instead they actually laugh, then it's like a total different like response and reaction. That's kind of something that I think I need in a therapist. 
one of the reasons why I started leaning more towards finding a therapist was because I realized I had a lot of like heavy, deep personal stories like on my mind. And there were things that I wanted to share with my friends just because I needed to, I needed some sort of outlet. And after I shared like maybe one or two stories, I had realized that I shouldn't have told them these stories because like it wasn't right, you know, because you would face like some sort of like judgment, even though like they're your friends, but sometimes it's kind of hard for people who aren't like trained therapists or like they don't, they're not too familiar with the topic. It just wasn't the best option. And I feel like having a therapist kind of allows you to it gives you like a safe space, you know, as often like as you hear that, it gives you a safe space to kind of just share everything that you need to. And it kind of just stays there. It's not going to affect your personal life in any way. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that comes from like professionalism. Like they like they know that you have a right to your confidentiality when it comes to your things that you're sharing with them. And I think maybe they don't want to be too expressive because they want to stay professional, but they they should react. They should actively make you feel like they care, whether that's like laughing at your jokes or like they just got to show somehow that they're like they're listening. Clued in. They're listening. <laughs> I used to have a therapist who would just let me talk forever. And then she just thought I was like, like the most complainous person ever. And then she'd be, and she just didn't really empathize with me because she was like, okay, but like, why are you so upset about that? Like, I just feel like that's not what you wanted a therapist. Like right now I have a therapist who um who loves to talk like she literally just loves to talk and so like she'll like hear something I say and like get excited and like want to share a lot of stuff and she shares a lot of really great advice and like life stories and like I just love listening and then I'll like hear something she says and then I want to jump in and so our dynamic is very much like we're both sharing I think I saw this recently online but some therapists are trained to not share anything about themselves which I think is just totally unhelpful because it makes you feel so alone because you're just the only person sharing and they're just sitting there listening and then you can't help but think they're judging you yeah and people are more vulnerable when you know they realize that other people are going through the same experiences I feel like having some personal experiences to share can honestly make a difference with your relationship with a therapist because then it makes it makes you feel like you're understood like they know what you're going through like if they share back yeah yeah otherwise what's the point it can't just be totally (laughs) one-sided like it really just can't because talk therapy kind of mirrors a conversation between two friends I think I think it should I think you can you can build a good relationship with your therapist I think it's important because they need to understand you because otherwise why are they coming back every week to listen to you I mean they're getting paid but <laughs> they also just it, like it's not enough to just be like I'm just here because I'm getting paid it's just not <laughs> yeah I mean that's why there is like when you're finding a therapist they kind of show you all the different type of therapists and what they specialize in like some are more um, familiar with like childhood trauma or um depression and anxiety or like grief and family loss or anything of the sort so then you should like try to pick a therapist that better fits your needs based on like reading their bios and stuff which I think is honestly a good idea to do when you're trying to find a therapist because then in their Mm -hmm. their bios you get to know them more it was kind of like um at my school we had like CS mentors so they give a bio about like 
each of the mentors and like who they are and things and how their teaching style can like help you. So I think having that for therapy is also really good because it lets you know like who that person is and if you'll be able to relate to their ideals and their morals or whatever. So I think getting to know the person through like, mm-hmm. and it's also always good to just have like a first meeting with them. Mm-hmm. You really never know how well you're going to click unless you have that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with my current therapist, like I didn't know if I was really going to like having conversations with her um, at first, because I did feel like, I don't know. She just wasn't like a laid back therapist. Like she was very much involved, like sharing. And I think at first I felt like, I don't know. I felt like she might be a bit tough on me, like the previous therapist was. But then it turns out that she's not. Like she's just like gentle and firm at the same time, which I think is a really good combination. But like, yeah, read the profiles, like do your research, like see what they specialize in, see what they say about themselves, what they say about their philosophy around therapy, and just see what you really vibe with and then have that initial call. For the people who already have therapists, sometimes you don't click with them. Like, Maybe that was your first therapist and you kind of just stick with them because they already know so much about you and feel like you have to restart. And mm-hmm. I can relate to that because in high school, when I was going from like counselors to counselors, I would tell the same exact story every single time or not like story. I, I call it a story now because it felt like I was telling a story. I was no longer sharing my personal experiences. It just felt like I had to share like this story that I had and I just had to tell everyone but nothing mm-hmm. was happening mm-hmm. and I think it's important that like even if you have to restart and tell your whole story all over again just so someone can understand you I think that is worth the sacrifice because then someone can like give you the proper um advice or the proper help or anything that you need so if your therapist isn't working for you now take a chance and try again because there are so many better ones. I think it is worth it to find a new one if you're not clicking with your current one because if there's just bad vibes and you're just dreading going every week then how therapeutic can that really be for you? Like sometimes you will have to work through tough issues but overall it should feel like a rewarding experience for both parties. So if it's feeling like if you're feeling like you're being judged, if you're feeling like you're getting cut off, if you're feeling like they're not sharing enough about themselves and you're just not really vibing, I think it's totally worth it to just go back to the drawing board, do some more research and have some more initial conversations with some new th- potential therapists. Um, with me, I had one that I really liked when I was in Massachusetts, but when I moved to New York, um, I couldn't have the same therapist anymore. And I just, it was kind of confusing because we were on video call anyway, and I, I could use the same insurance and everything would go through. But because of like some law, that's not allowed. So I just think that's an interesting thing, especially as a barrier for college students, because I know people often have to just start all over again and find a new therapist, even when they already liked their previous one when they go to college or when they come home for winter break or something like that. So that seems like something that would be faced by a lot of college students and young adults. And the other thing that I think college students face is um, university policies around like healthcare that's offered by the university itself. Because I know at my school, they cut it off after like eight appointments or eight weeks. I don't remember which one it is. It's something like that. It's a ridiculously low number. And it's like, I think that might be, I'm not sure what what that is enough for. 
I remember seeing a therapist through my school a few times and it was nice, but I just don't, I think people should be able to continue. I think it's something like that. I think people should be able to continue if they want to with the therapist. And it's sad that it just gets cut off like that. (laughs) That reminds me. The place where I'm getting my therapy for, um, they were telling me how they have this system in place where it's like every session you go to, like based on um, how you fill out the form, the like wellness form or whatever, it they are going to tell you how approximately how many more sessions you need until you can graduate therapy. And I thought that was kind of weird because I was like, I kind of just want therapy. Like, of course, I want to feel better and everything. But um, like after I told them a little bit about me, they were like, oh, yeah, you'll like you probably only need like eight to 10 sessions and then you'll be okay. Or like then you can graduate therapy and you won't need it anymore. And I was like, I don't think that's right. Because like I feel like my issues are kind of seasonal and they kind of just come up whenever like something in life happens you know and I think it's kind of strange that they set a limit not like a limit but they set kind of like a limit they set a limit for how many you can do because they're like oh okay six to eight and you're done and I was like what if something changes and I need like 20 and like I don't know I think that's kind of funky mm-hmm. yeah like what if something changes and like for some of these like rules if they don't even make sense because if the therapist is happy to continue doing calls over zoom and they're making money and you're getting the treatment that you need Like, why should you have to stop? And I will say that sometimes when one door closes, well, I think some people will say always when one door closes, another door opens. But that can also just take a lot of work and time to find a new therapist and your whole treatment plan is disrupted. And it's just like, and this is mental health we're talking about. Like, this is not just like, you know, for fun. Like people are going to therapy because they need it. So yeah. And finding a new therapist is always really difficult because then you have to tell mm-hmm. your story all over again. You have to and tell like, your yeah, story. You have to said. relive all of that. You have to relive all of that and wait to see what they're going to say and yeah. if it's going to make <laughs> you feel better or worse. <laughs> yeah. And I know I said it's like worth it. I mean, it's worth it to have to retell all those stories, but sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. I mean, Finding a new therapist is very much necessary, even if it's like really difficult. Once you find the right therapist, the right person, it's going to pay off, which I think brings us into our next topic, like key things to look for in a therapist and benefits of therapy. Like how does therapy pay off? And I think maybe we could bring it back to our personal stories, because for me, my current therapist is, um, I think she sees like she has a very positive attitude, which I love, and she likes to talk which is good because that's kind of the Aren't environment all therapists I'm supposed to. to be positive <laughs> yes but I don't I honestly don't know if I've always had that like I think my last two were or maybe the the current one and then the one before the last one but some are just going to be like well this is like a pattern you have and it's like negative and you need to break out of it and it's like they're not actually positive so it's like you actually have to pay attention to what they're saying and how it makes you feel because sometimes it can literally just make you feel worse like you can just feel like judged that's what I've experienced but like with my current therapist like I'll share something and I'll share maybe like three bad things and one good thing and she'll be like okay we're gonna focus on that good thing and like move forward and like I get time to like talk and cry and process things but then we just move right back to the positive and I really like that like she sees a lot of opportunity for me like for where I am and for growth and 
I, it helps me just see things through a whole different lens. Cause like you get influenced by your therapist. And I think there's this quote that like you become the average of the five people that you spend time with the most. So your therapist might end up being one of those people that you see the most consistently. So if you don't really like their philosophy on something, then maybe they're not the right therapist for you. Cause like they will influence you over time. I've never had like an actual therapist and the only therapist who's kind of been playing the therapist role in my life has been my friend. And I don't know if he was like the best therapist. Like, yeah, he's not a therapist. He's just my friend, but <laughs> I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's qualified. Yeah, he was basically my therapist. But he would never, because I would always complain about every little thing and I would have so many negative things to say. And then there would be moments like after him hearing like everything, he would be like, no, you can't talk about that. Like you need to like say something more positive. And I would not like that. And I feel like if my therapist were to tell me to like stop being, well, not stop being sad, but just stop talking about all the negative things. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, aren't I you think- in therapy to share the negative totally like they should be like open arms for that stuff but then they should also interject and help you see the right side of things my friend is being a good therapist i think they should like they definitely should keep it on the positive side if they get you ruminating on stuff if they keep you like stuck on where you are like that's no good like i think it's great Mm -hmm. when they interject it's nice when they're gentle about it but sometimes it's just what you need and not what you want go to therapy be excited to just share everything and then just share everything and try to keep it concise so that way you have time to address each issue you want to talk about. Maybe you could even make a little list beforehand, journal beforehand. So you really zero in on what you want to share and talk about and then go share and then give them time to respond back to you because like yeah. that's why you're going to them. So like make sure to try to keep it 50-50 as much as you can because then you'll be able to benefit Oh, I guess like this can kind of bring up our next and final topic about like what has therapy looked like for you in the non-traditional sense? What are some alternatives to therapy that can also be pretty therapeutic for you and your daily life? Especially when you can't see your therapist every single day if you need it or even like every week sometimes because they get busy. I know for me, like my therapist once was like once every month. And I was like, so much happens in so just a single happens. day. I need more, I need, I need something. I every need daily day. therapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like, yeah, what are some like alternatives to therapy that can help fill in the space in between your next therapy sessions? Journaling is, is one that people talk about all the time. But oh okay, it's journaling. so hard. I have a mini thing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when I came to college, I got a journal and I used to like kind of journal semi-frequently-ish. I have not, I I have maybe filled up like half a page of that one journal for the past like month, simply because life gets so busy and I feel like I'm not setting enough time for journaling for myself. So I think like if anyone is going to try anything, I think you need to set a time and prioritize it. It's not that you don't have time. It's just that it's not a priority. Mm -hmm. Schedule it in. If it's not something you just naturally want to do every day. Um, But journaling also comes in different forms, like writing anything like writing a song um writing a poem writing your thoughts when you're on the train is a form of journaling so you could probably find time for it um 
it doesn't have to be like the best thing you've ever written but as long as you're finding time to write down your thoughts like it that makes a difference it brings you that much closer to being in touch with yourself and what you really care about and like what's really on your mind um and then other alternatives i would like to share one i really like is yoga because yoga is a discipline that um encourages you to really ground yourself in your body and your mind and uh train yourself to just be in the present, which can be really helpful. So you're not ruminating in the past, which can lead to depression or fixating on the future, which can lead to anxiety. Like you're kind of being in the present, which is where your power is and where you are right now. And it can help you feel so grounded. And that's why I love yoga. And then other things I've done, like I've been on like running kicks in the past, where I would just run all the time, which was very positive for me because it gave me time to think about things and push myself and see just how far I could go which was it was just a very empowering experience it gave me time to just spend time with myself um sometimes we just need a break we just need to go reflect like it, it was very meditative for me so which which is another one meditation that one's a really good one it's definitely difficult when you're first starting out because you're like what am I supposed to do with all these thoughts like I'm supposed to be sitting here with no thoughts in my head like how is that even possible <laughs> but that's why I like going to a yoga class because they'll just like slowly ease you into it and they'll just take you through a guided meditation and you could just listen to it and not even do it perfectly but just listen to it and just um that in itself I think is relaxing and it's beneficial and I think it just starts you on the path so like whatever you feel called to do whatever makes you feel better like just do that but yeah in terms of like filling in the space between therapy sessions like a, ther a therapy session is a conversation. So if you can have a conversation with yourself, like through the form of journaling or writing, like I think that's really beneficial because then it can prepare you for your next meeting and just like make good use of the time in between. Yeah. And sometimes if you have like overwhelming thoughts and you don't feel like thinking about anything, yoga, meditation are very good for that too. Mm -hmm. But also just like kind of getting out like just get out of like your room or do anything because anything to get out of like, your room and make your yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was stuck in my room like all day studying quote-unquote studying because I was trying to study but I couldn't study so I was just sitting there feeling all mopey and sad and I called my therapist friend and he was like you need to get out and I was like no like shush I don't want to get out like I need to study blah 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 he's like no you need to get out and get some air and like move around because like when your body is like still for a long time and like you're just sitting there in like an enclosed area and just thinking it's it, really not it makes helpful. your world feel smaller just yeah. getting out is really good mm -hmm. because so then um I have like a mini sweet story to share so like after I was like feeling all down and stuff uh, my therapist friend called my other friend because he like lives closer by and he told him he was like hey can you like get Kaylin to come out and stuff and like everything and there was like this event that I wanted to go to it was like create a creature it was like this free thing that was at my college and like you just make it like a stuffed animal and so they convinced me to go out and I went out and it was like the first 400 people to go would get like a free creature and so I went there and I was like one of the last few people but then my other two friends came and like I was like oh no like you guys didn't come in time and like everything and I felt so bad like, I was like, oh, it's okay. You guys can go back, right? I probably won't even go to this thing. But they waited in that line with me for, like, an hour and a half, knowing that they would not get, like, a creature. But they just, like, stood in that line with me, just talking to me. And, like, I honestly felt so much better. But I kind of felt bad that they weren't going to get anything. But they were waiting there. 
like you know but then they ended up getting a beer because they had extra which is kind of cool but like I think that them just kind of waiting there for me I don't know I thought it was really sweet but anyways yeah <laughs> just getting out and yeah even just talking to people mm-hmm. like, it makes you feel so much better a good conversation can change the course of your day yeah like, make space for that like call somebody out if you are waiting for your next therapy session call up a friend like a family member someone yeah, and you don't even have to talk to about the sad things like you, you can don't just talk about like anything else in life just talking mm-hmm. to anyone can make your day feel so much better yeah like yeah I don't know and th- yeah sometimes I'm like after I've been out and about and I've like had a full day and I'm like going back home I'm like wow I actually feel good like this is crazy and it's just like yep sometimes we just forget what's good for us that's why we have to talk about all this stuff well part one part of the reason because like sometimes (laughs) we just like forget but self-care is so important like my brother was moved into college this weekend and my mom was texting me some of the advice that they were giving at the um opening uh, during the opening weekend and there is the student mantra they shared. If you feel like you hate everyone, you may need to eat. If you feel like everyone hates you, you may need to shower. If you feel like you hate yourself, you may need to go to sleep. And don't trust anything you have to say after dark. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. But it's like sometimes you you do need, just need to take a step back. Because I was having, the other day I was feeling like low on energy, just kind of down in the dumps. And then I ate dinner and I literally just came back to life. So it's like, because I hadn't really eaten all day, which is not good. I don't advise that. But it's like, yeah, sometimes you just forget to like even eat. And it's like, you, you need to fulfill those needs first. And then you'll be yeah, able to yeah. address everything else. <laughs> yeah, when I don't eat and stuff, I get like moody and emotional. And my friend is like, yeah, you don't get hangry. You just get hoody, like hungry and moody. And I'm like, everything is magnified. It's kind mm-hmm. of bad, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is important to talk about because like, you're going to therapy you're already taking that step towards your mental health but like what else are you doing for yourself and like when you show up you want to be prepared to talk about different yeah things. So it's you just need a to part be, of it it's just it's a part really of it. going to be you and like mm-hmm. I know that sometimes it can be really difficult because I used to have this mindset where I would feel like stuck in a hole and I wanted someone to like push me out or like pull me out or do something like someone like to move me out but like that's not really how it works. It's kind of going to have to start with you. Like, even as difficult as it sounds, like, it's really you have to, to you. have to decide that you want to feel better and that you're willing to do the work. Because that's yeah. how people recover from all sorts of things. Because one day they just decide, like, you know what? I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to make a change. And then eventually the, the making the change doesn't seem as scary as just staying where you are. Because, like, it can be pretty bad to just stay where you are if you're in a bad place mentally so yeah I think it's good when people are kind and reach out to others like this is maybe a reminder to reach out to your loved ones and check on them um but then also when it comes to your own healing journey like knowing that it's up to you to take the initiative thank you for joining us on this episode of speak on it we look forward to seeing you in the next episode